Welcome to the ADHD Open Space Podcast. My name is Gray Miller, and I will be your host and facilitator as we explore ideas, workarounds, accommodations, and other aspects of being a professional adult with ADHD. Most of this will come from my perspective as a cis white male in his mid-50s, living in the Midwest, who found out a year ago that I've been living with ADHD my entire life. I am not an expert on ADHD, except maybe in not knowing I've had it for half a century and somehow still getting by. But I promise to cite my sources, or at least admit when I'm repeating something I read on the interwebs. If I say anything you don't agree with, you are welcome to call me on it and let me know. This podcast is also part of the lead-up into the first ADHD open space happening in Madison, Wisconsin, on January 20th, 2024. You can learn more about that event both here in the show and at the website ADHDopen.space. The first 30 episodes of this podcast are also being released as part of National Podcast Post Month, NAPOD POMO. That means things might get a little rough, but it's going to be fun. Kind of like ADHD, right? Enjoy the show. How my ADHD brain created a nightmare of social anxiety. A real dream about things that didn't happen, but could. By Gray Miller, first published on Medium.com, February 24th, 2023. Note. All people mentioned in this article are fictitious constructs of my subconscious brain, even the one who is real. Since my relatively recent diagnosis, I've been immersing myself in research, anecdotes, podcasts, videos, and social media related to adult ADHD. It's been quite the revelatory experience, as my perspective of the last 50 years or so of my life changes with this new lens turned on myself. Last night, all that knowledge finally seeped into my subconscious, and I had what I suspect will be only the first of many ADHD dreams. Or nightmare, really. I want to emphasize, this is not fiction or allegory. This is exactly the experience that played out in my dream. No elaboration, just description. See if you can pick out which particular ADHD symptoms my brain explores as we visit Morpheus's domain. It started with me traveling. I got off a train to Chicago, dressed casually in jeans and a button-down shirt. I had the distinct feeling that I had arrived later than expected and that I'd missed some connection and was going to have to find some place to crash that night. Not a lot of stress, because I have lots of friends in Chicago with whom I've crashed in the past. But definitely some, why didn't you plan this better, angst going on. I decided to go into a convenient dream coffee shop and figure out what to do next. Then I met this woman. She was young, smart, friendly, and she introduced herself from the other table in the cafe and struck up a mildly flirty conversation. When I was younger, this might have led me to ask her out in an ethically non-monogamous way, but in the dream it seemed more a friendly pity flirt that's more and more common as my hair turns gray. But still we got along well and ended up chatting and walking around the beautiful summer Chicago market my dream had created. That's when I realized my pants were on backwards. I didn't know how I'd managed to do it, but the zipper was in back and the ass was in front, and I laughed it off because, ha-ha, isn't that funny? Well, inwardly, okay, it's a dream, I guess, 
everything is inwardly. I felt a rush of embarrassment. How long have I been walking around in public with my pants on backwards? Luckily, we were near my ex's apartment. My ex-girlfriend is the only real person with a role in this dream. She does not actually live in Chicago. I have no idea why my brain chose her out of what is admittedly a large number of choices. With that particular logic that dreams have, I knew that we were near her apartment and she was out of town, and even though I have not spoken to her in years, she wouldn't mind if I stepped in briefly and fixed my pants. The young woman and I went into the walk-up, still talking, all friendly-like. I turned my pants around, but then something weird happened. I know, I know you're saying and it got weird, but up until this point, this was simply a very vivid, but also completely plausible dream. Until the suspenders showed up. Now, I want to make a note here for my English readers or listeners. Please stop giggling. They were braces. As I'd put on my jeans, I noticed on the floor a pair of suspenders that obviously belonged to me. They had a kind of yellow and purple pattern on them. What was weird was that I didn't remember wearing suspenders. Have I been wearing suspenders this whole day? I thought I was wearing a belt. I shrugged and put them on with my new friend helping me attach them in the back. And that's when my ex opened the door. Apparently, she hadn't been as out of town as my subconscious had led me to believe. She and her husband, she does have an actual husband, but this one was fictional because I've never met him. My brain made him up. Came in the door and were, to put it mildly, a bit surprised to see me standing in there with a half-fastened suspenders next to a young woman. I put on the cheeriest smile I could. Hi, I said. You're home. Hopefully it's okay. I had to stop in and fix a quick wardrobe malfunction. I remember chuckling in my dream, feeling incredibly embarrassed. My ex, though, has always been gracious, and she just kind of shook her head. Oh, that's so like gray, her expression seemed to say, as she and her husband took off their coats. Then things got worse. I realized I was wearing her shorts. And yes, you Brits, come on. I mean short trousers. Stop giggling. Looking down, instead of wearing my jeans, I realized I'd put on a pair of jean shorts that must have belonged to her. Suddenly, I noticed, draped over the chair next to me, my jeans, complete with the belt I thought I'd imagined. I looked more closely at the suspenders and realized that the purple designs on them were not what I thought. Huh, I said, embarrassed even more. Looks like I accidentally put on your shorts and suspenders. Okay, fine. If you're British English, just go ahead and keep laughing. I tried to think of something more, but the awkwardness was huge. Oops. But did I mention that my ex has always been gracious? She just shook her head again, glanced at her husband, who was quite a handsome man, incidentally, very Cary Grant-esque, and said, So, who would like some tea? I laughed. You're not English. Do you actually want to have tea with us, or are you simply trying to get past my embarrassment? She gave me a look. I said, Who would like some tea? Without waiting for a reply, she went into the kitchen. I turned to check on my new friend, who was sitting on the couch with her knees drawn up to her chest, looking sad. And that's when things got mortifying. I could not remember her name. I realized that the entire exchange with my ex and her husband had gone by without me introducing her. I realized I needed to fix that fast, lest I end up being that guy. Not just the genus, that guy, the particular species of that older guy who hangs out with a woman half his age but can't even remember her name. 
I live in mortal fear of being that guy. In my dream, I tried hard to remember how she'd introduced herself in that imaginary coffee house. My brain did not let me. Ha ha, it said. She definitely told you her name, and you'll remember it sometime later, but right now, when you really need to introduce her to your ex whose apartment you broke into and whose clothes you mistook for your own, you don't get the name. I woke up in a cold sweat. Now, what really sucks is that I got all the feelings. I lay there in the early morning dark with a hollow feeling of fear and social anxiety in my chest and ears. It took me a while to realize that I hadn't actually done any of those things. I hadn't been late on the train, hadn't worn my jeans backward, hadn't snagged my ex's short trousers and braces. That was for you British people. It took me a while to get over it, though, because my amygdala didn't give a fuck if it's dream or real. It's going to pump those chemicals into my brain bag regardless. It took the most time to stop my brain obsessing about how I have to remember her name. I know in the dream that I heard it back in the coffee shop, the imaginary coffee shop. I know that there was an imaginary name for this imaginary person, but I have no idea what it was. And it's just as frustrating as real life, except more so because there's an added on, you're getting upset about something that didn't happen and someone that does not exist. But hey, I did get a fun little article about it. I didn't even have to go to ChatGBT to make up a dream. Here's the thing. None of the stuff that happened in the dream was outlandish. I have either done the things in the dream or things like them for my entire life, especially the mortification of forgetting the name of a person that you like. So there is no moral, no point, no lesson to be learned. I just wanted to write about my dream. Except maybe that my brain has a lot of weird creative tangents. For example, a strange obsession with making little side comments about my possibly non-existent British air eaters or listeners. Along with that comes time blindness, short-term memory loss, inattention, and a lot of potentially embarrassing moments when I will have to simply accept that I did or didn't do something the way people expect. It doesn't mean that I'm broken. It doesn't mean that I'm that guy. I just have to take the bad with the good. It is my brain, and I just might as well make the best of it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ADHD Open Space Podcast. Again, my name is Gray Miller. If you have any comments or questions about the show, you can feel free to leave them on the podcast page at adhdos.substack.com forward slash podcast. Or you can email me directly, gray, G-R-A-Y, at adhdopen.space. The background music for the intro and outro are from pixabay.com and are called Funny Days Together by Background Music Lab, used under a YouTube content ID license. 